0: This sadly is what it looks like when you take a Christian worship song and turn it into a pagan worship song and sing it in your United Methodist Church. Let's talk about this. About 900 years ago, Francis of Assisi wrote this hymn that was based on Psalm 148. It was about creation, worshiping God. Then about hundred years ago, it was put into English, English and music for us to do. And it's been sung for many years. It's a favorite song. I love it. Great song. It was rewritten here to reverse the Psalm, reverse the scripture, reverse Christianity and reverse the meaning so that instead of the Psalm crying out, Hey, we want creation to be worshiping God. This cries out, hey, let's worship creation. So it's not saying like Psalm 19 does, that creation is declaring God's glory. And by that, like the sun's existence, glorious existence kind of points to God's glory in creating it. Instead, of course, it is sun, we worship you. Moon, we worship you. Earth, the blessings we have come from you, not from God, we're from earth. And we we praise you. Then it even goes so far as to use the term Alleluia. This is actually a really unique word. The word Alleluia. Have you known this? This word Alleluia or Hallelujah is a Hebrew word, and this is the word in the in the languages of the world that has been brought into the most numbers of different languages, just dragged right into those other languages as missionaries have brought the gospel and taught worship songs to the people and had them reading the Bible. The name of God is actually hidden in the word Hallelujah. It's that last phrase, that last syllable. Yah, as in Yahweh or Yehovah, right? This is the name of God. What the word means in Hebrew is praise God or praise to God. This is what it means in Hebrew. What this church has done is it has taken this word that literally means praise God, the God of the Bible, the God of Judaism, the God of Christianity, the this true God, the God who created all things, and it's used that word to worship the sun, to worship the moon, and to worship the earth. It's 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 a horrible thing, but it's not just shocking. It's bad for deeply spiritual reasons. So what does scripture actually say about this topic? By the way, this, this church is called Open Worship, and they're a first united Methodist church in Denton, Texas. But what they're doing is described in detail in four steps in the book of Romans. Let's look at it now. Romans 118 says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness, they suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they're without excuse. So creation tells us that there's a God. We don't worship creation, but it does tell us that there's a God. You look around and you go, it's obvious that there's really a God out there. I think the majority of humans do look around and actually have this response. For those who don't see that, we like to bring extra arguments and, and evidences like the fine-tuning argument, or we could argue from the the first cause, we could argue from a number of different ways, cosmological arguments, wonderful, interesting things to help convince people, help open their eyes to see the truth of the fact of God's existence. But here it's saying that we're without excuse because creation tells us that God exists. But look at how it describes the four things that are happening with I, I, I hate to say it. It grieves my heart to say this about this open worship church in Denton, Texas, this first United Methodist Church. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to them, but became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds, animals and creeping things. That's they're replacing God with things in nature. That's the idea. Verse 24, therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And what did they do? They worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. The sun and the moon and the earth and the things that are therein. this is what's going on. I'm so sad to see this, this this diversion of from going from Christianity into paganism effectively, but it's the kind of thing God judges the world for because we're rejecting the truth about who he is. And so, what happens as a result of this, according to Romans one, it leads us into sexual sins in particular. For this reason, and this is happening, I believe, in the Open Worship Church, and I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna, I'm not making judgments about them without evidence here. There's, it's it, sadly, the information's on their website. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations, which is taken to be uh, a husband-wife relationship. For those who are that are. <clears throat> to be done this sadly is what's going on in the open worship church the different symptoms we read about in romans 1 are the exchange of the worship of god for the worship of creation that done as as boldly and in your face as possible and the next step of course is compromise on sexual issues and this, of course, is something that's important to Denton Church. This is part of their identity is that they're going to support LGBTQ plus, you know, all those kinds of lifestyles and everything. And they're, they're and if you are sympathetic to this kind of idea, I want to encourage you just to realize that if you believe one little thing, it might open you up to the idea that there's problems with this view. And that is that loving people doesn't necessarily require agreeing with them, affirming whatever they believe and encouraging them in whatever lifestyles they feel are important to them or part of their identity. But sometimes loving people is actually disagreeing with them. In fact, this is kind of inherent in the nature of the message of Jesus, that he goes into the world and he tells them, I love you all, and then tells them all, repent. (laughs) The combining of these two concepts of him loving us, God so loved the world he gave his only son, yet only those who turn and receive Christ, not everybody. Those who turn and receive Christ can be forgiven. This is this is at the core of the gospel here. This idea that, yeah, love doesn't mean acceptance, love means invitation. But there are there are changes that God is asking us to make about our attitudes and actions. Our tendency to worship creation as this church is doing is understandable from one perspective because pragmatically it makes religion easier. Religion gets a lot easier when I worship creation. If I worship the sun and the moon and the earth and these things, if I refer to them and I personalize them, they'll never truly become personal. They won't ever make demands on me the way God does. Asking me for holiness, sacrifice to follow in Jesus and living in this world as, as, as someone who knows that judgment is coming. In fact, the sun and moon and stars and the earth are never judging you. They don't judge you. There's no eternal judgment. All this stuff kind of falls to the wayside. And all we really start caring about is the things that sort of make our lives better right now. Now, that's understandable and and excusable if this life is all you have. But if there really is eternal life, then this life needs to be seen in light of eternal life. And that's something that doesn't happen when you start worshiping creation itself because it focuses you on this world. And Jesus made it clear. He's like, he's not of this world. We're not supposed to be of this world. And we're supposed to be living for the kingdom to come, to store up treasures in heaven, all this kind of stuff. Forgive me, I'm just preaching at you now. But the point is that if you if you start worshiping creation, one of the side effects is that your, the requirements that God places on you that are uncomfortable and that disagree with culture around you, all of a sudden those things fall away. Those things aren't necessary anymore and things get easier. You, know, you have a much more self-serving religious perspective on things rather than you serving God. It's, it's kind of more like Jesus following me than me following Jesus. What I want to encourage you to do about this, especially if you're part of this church, is to take a stand. There's many probably who are in this fellowship who hear these things and you think, ah, oh, I don't want to make waves. You know, I'm trying to be gracious and loving. We're sort of told not to judge. And so you feel like you shouldn't speak up, but I would encourage you, if you are part of the church, speak up. I'm not asking everyone else to go and send them emails and 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 all that. I don't know what benefit that's going to actually be for this church. But if people in the church, members in the church, people who are part of that group, you stand up and you say, it, there's, it's time to take a stand. It's because this is this is blasphemy against God. This is betrayal against Christ. This is such a big deal that it's time for us to take a stand and we will either bring change or we will leave and bring as many people with us out of this darkness and into true light as possible. This is this is a huge issue. So graciously, confidently stand, hold your ground, speak truth. And when you, not if, when you get demonized, when you get vilified for standing up and speaking truth and calling people towards God, don't worry about it. Jesus himself laid out the standard that if these things happen for his name's sake, blessed are you, great is your reward in heaven.